You're listening to another life-transforming message from C3 Church, Salt Lake City. For more information on our church, go to c3saltlakecity.com. Let's give Amy a hand. I'm so proud of you. She's a preacher, right? Awesome. Well, go ahead and have a seat. Tell somebody next to them they're looking really extra good today. So Pastor Leanne wore her short dress, and I wore my skirt today just because I want to be like her when I grow up. So awesome. Well, we just, if you can't tell, we like to have fun here, and we had the most fun on Wednesday night at Cherish Night. If you were there, just give a big shout out. We had 130 ladies here. This whole section was just full of amazing, beautiful ladies of all different ages, personalities. It was just so much fun. And I just want to give a shout out to um, the beautiful Yolanda. And stand up. And, and if you're also, if you're on the events team, please stand up because, stay standing. Uh, please stand up, don't be shy, uh, because they did so much work to just make it such a fabulous, night. So let's just give them a hand. There we go. Yes. Some people did not stand, Brinley. Um, so I just want to thank you, ladies, because our vision came to life, and I just came and did not do anything to make it happen. And that's a big deal. Credit to them, uh, just because uh, it was amazing. So great job. We also want to give a shout out to all of our men that were there. Come on. They were serving. They were kind of louder than the women uh, shouting down Pastor Leanne, which was amazing. And thank you to all of you men that sent your ladies and made sure that they did not miss it. So uh, it was just a fabulous, fabulous time. And I am just so excited. You guys are amazing. Let's give these guys a big hand. Awesome. Lilo. This is just a side note, but if you are a teenager, Lilo leads my city. And who doesn't want to hang out with him? He's so much fun. Awesome. Thank you, guys. So it is Connect Sunday. One person's excited. It's exciting. Well, if you've been around our church or you've been in church, you've probably heard uh, Get Connected, right? You've probably heard that term. You've probably heard about Connect. But I want to spend some time this morning uh, really just unpacking some different things that hopefully will encourage and help you in all areas of life and encourage you to get connected. So uh, let's just dive right in this morning. Uh, so the title of my message is Better Together, and that was actually a song played at my wedding by Jack Johnson, so just a side note, but it's very fun. <laughs> awesome. It's, it's better when we're together, right? Yes, some of you agree. Some of you loners out there are like, no, stay away from me. I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but yeah, it's better to, when we're together. But what I want to talk about today is that it's better together when we do it the right way, right? Because I know there's sometimes some of you out here who've maybe experienced where it's not better together, right? You kind of like, uh, I don't know. So we're going to tackle that this morning. And so the first way that we can be in a healthy relationships and do this better together, and I just want to encourage you as we dive in, take notes, get your notebook out. If you don't have a notebook, I guess do it on your phone, uh, but because you really retain more when you jot it down. So the first point this morning is we're better together when we realize that relationships were actually God's idea in the first place relationships were God's idea. I want to show you that that's not just my 
thought that I'm not like, well, God created us, so relationships must be his idea. So let's dive into, in your Bibles, open up to John chapter 1, verse 1. John 1, verse 1. It says, in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God, and the word was God. And so from the very, very beginning of time, God existed with himself in relationship. And so the very nature of the Trinity, I'm not going to dive into what that all means this morning, don't worry, but the very nature of that is relationship. So from the very beginning, God, the Almighty God, existed in relationship with himself. And then he created everything. He created in all of his majesty the beautiful mountains that we get to experience here in Salt Lake. One person's excited about the mountains. <laughs> My husband, we all know he loves the mountains. Uh, he created the beaches of Kauai. Can I get an amen? If you haven't given that an amen, you have not been there. It's gorgeous. Uh, the, the beautiful flowers. He had all of this at his disposal. And he had relationship with himself. But he felt like there was more to do, right? So he created man in his image. So from the very beginning, we see just how important relationship was to God. He created us from the very beginning out of his very image, which was relationship, for relationship. And if you don't believe me, I will show you. So if you look in Genesis 2.18, we see the example of Adam. And Adam had all of that beauty that I was just describing, right? He had him and God could have been hanging out on the beaches of Kauai, just hanging out, chatting it up, right? He had this beautiful existence. No pain was there yet, no sin. And yet God says in Genesis 2.18, he says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. I like the amen there. That's good. God is saying, Adam, even though you have relationship with me, hey, God, right? Pretty cool. Even though you have access to all of this, it's not good for you to be alone. And I want to encourage us this morning as we dive into the rest of this word that if you've kind of believed the lie that, oh, it's okay, it's just me and God in our own little bubble, I would say that let's challenge that this morning. Because God told Adam, who was in paradise with God, that that wasn't enough. I just really want to encourage you to let that sink in and, and open your minds this morning to what God would love to bring into your life. Don't isolate yourself. So the first thing I want us to get this morning is that relationships are God's idea. It's not something that church came up with to get more people in the doors or to get you in another group. It's something that God started from the very, very beginning. So the next thing, and this is a really important point that we're going to spend some time on this morning, is that God created us to be in a relationship with him. Right? God created us to be in a relationship with him. God didn't just create us so that he could, like, watch us and kind of, you know, puppet master, or he didn't just create us to watch us, but he actually created us so that he could have a relationship with us. And it's such an important thing for us to really grab onto. And so I want to look at John 
15.5, because I think that sometimes we, we might hear, yeah, it's, it's important to have a relationship with God. He created us for that. Like, those are probably not new things this morning, but I think a lot of times we have things in our mind, but we don't really, like, get them in our heart, and we don't live it out daily, right? We, we have it in our head. We come to church, but then it's just kind of, that's it. We go out, we live our life, and then we come back and check in with God on Sunday. And I've been there. I've been there many times in my life. Where you genuinely love God and you want to be with him sometimes, right? But it's not a connection. It's not a relationship. John 15.5 says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from God, you can do what? Nothing. You can do nothing apart from God. And how often do we try to do something without God, right? So often. And then we wonder why we're so tired. Why is life so hard all the time, right? Why can't you shake that depression? Why can't you get, you know, get past the same job that you literally hate doing, right? Why can't you push past these things? Well, it's because you've cut yourself off the vine, right? And I, as I was reading this, I was just had this picture, and if you read, I would encourage you later, read through this chapter. It's really good. But he actually gives this picture of vines that are cut off the vine, branches that are cut off, they die, right? And so if you are cut off from the vine, you're going to be struggling. But I want to encourage us this morning with some ways because I know that sometimes you can hear these things and it's like, okay, yes, that makes sense. But how do we do that? How do we have a relationship? He says, remain in me. And all that really means is have a close relationship with me. God is saying, have a close consistent relationship with me. Now, I want you to think about a relationship that you have. If you're married, that's easy, right? If you have a best friend, you have someone close in your life. Now, imagine, so I'll use myself as an example, and I say, yes, I'm married. This is Vince, my husband, but I never talk, (laughs) come on, but I never talk to him, right? So I literally just ignore him, And we just kind of like go through life and we're just ignoring each other and not talking. That sounds crazy, right? Yeah. What if you had a best friend that you never talked to, but you told everyone about them, you you said they were your best friend, but you never talked to them? Your relationship would not last very long or it would be very fake. Do you see where I'm going here with this? (laughs) Right? We so often do that to God. We might even talk about God. We say that we love God, and we do love him. We want to be in a relationship, but we don't ever engage in a conversation with God. How do you engage in a conversation with God? It's so easy. It's called prayer, and I think sometimes when we hear prayer, so I grew up Catholic, and we had specific prayers that we prayed, right? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, right? And that's a good prayer, If you pray it the way that it was intended to be prayed, which is just a conversation to God, but when it just becomes a ritual or a thing that you're doing to do it. But prayer 
is actually just talking to God. God wants you to talk to him. Just like your husband or your wife or your best friend or your kids, you or you want your kids to talk to you, right? We want each other to talk to us, but we struggle talking to God. And I think it's because we overthink it. We feel like we don't know what to say, but the thing is is that God already knows what we're thinking. God already knows what we're feeling. And so you might think, well, then why do I need to pray, right? And I was thinking about this example because I hope that encourages some of you this morning. So I was going through a season where I was really mad at God. I was bitter and angry at some things that we had to walk through. But I was holding it all in. And God knew that's where I was at. But yet I felt so far from God. And I was like, God, where are you? And one of my good friends encouraged me. She's like, why don't you just go outside and yell at God? I was like, really? That's your advice to me? She's like, yeah, just go yell at God. So I went to a park, and I just yelled at God. And then there was silence. And in the silence, God held me. I just felt God's love, like, holding me. Because when I actually let God into my moment, when I let God into the circumstance, that was when I could feel him again. So I want to encourage you this morning that Praying is just talking to God. It's letting it out. When you're having a great day, say, God, thank you so much. This is amazing. I love you. When you're having a hard day, talk to him and then let him take it from you. That's the cool thing about when you talk to God is then he actually takes that burden off you. That's the thing that I've just found is once I let that anger out, I was not mad at God anymore. How can you be mad at someone who's holding you with their love, right? And I want to encourage us because it's so easy to be afraid of God. Not once you really feel his love, but it's so easy in our society and in, if you've been in church to kind of fear God. But God is so not something that you should fear if you are submitting to him, if you're coming to him and talking with him. He just wants you to hold you. So talk to God. That's one way to have a relationship. And in that, listen to God. Have some time where you're just still in his presence. There's a song by Hillsong that I love called Be Still. And there's a line in it that pretty much just says, Be still and know that I am God. And watch the giants fall. And that song has just hit me in so many seasons of life where I was trying to control and do all these things on my own. And it was just so hard. And God's like, just stop. (laughs) And sometimes God wants us to talk. And sometimes he wants us to just stop in his presence. Maybe put worship on or maybe just be in quiet and just listen to him. In the still quiet moments, he'll give you wisdom. He'll give you discernment on how to handle a situation. We don't have to do this thing alone. God wants to give you everything you need. And that's why that verse says without him we can do nothing. It's not saying like without me you can do nothing, you little peons, right? (laughs) That's not, I think sometimes we read it like that. No, God's just saying you're missing your whole life source. It's like if you don't have water. Has anyone ever done a hike and not brought enough water? Maybe I'm just not a good planner. Maybe that's the problem. (laughs) But I just did a hike recently, and I did not bring nearly enough water. And so for, like, uh, several miles, I had no water in the heat, and I was, like, I was pretty close to asking some random people for their water, which I probably should have just done that. But uh, that feeling, though, is how what we're doing to ourselves when we don't have God, when we don't have that relationship. So talk to God. Listen to God. 
and allow him to correct and guide you. Sometimes God's going to show you some things that you're not going to like. There, there's, he's going to show you some things that you're going to want to be like, no, that's not really God. That's just like a, that was a bad thing I ate or something. No, right? Or he might send someone into your life, which we'll talk about in a minute. But allow him to guide you because that's wisdom that he's trying to give you. The other way, and I know these aren't like earth-shattering things this morning, but I hope they're helping because it's so easy. Sometimes the basic things, we take them for granted. We don't realize the power that they have, and there's a reason we keep hearing about them, right? So the second thing is get in the Word. Read your Bible. And the thing that I wanted to talk about with that this morning is sometimes we, we hear, oh, yeah, read your Bible. Okay. The Bible just doesn't seem very relevant to me, right? I mean, I'm not wearing, like, a head covering. I'm not eating, like, fish and bread for breakfast, right? Come on. I know some of you have thought it, right? <laughs> You're like, what does this book have to do with me? The cool thing about the Bible is that it's a living document. Every time I read it, I read different things, and I see different things, and God will bring it to light. And it's called a weapon. Have you may have heard that, like, the Bible is your weapon. Well, why is that? And I was thinking about it. And it's because you, when you read the Bible, you can find God in it, right? It's all about God. It's a love story of God. But also you can see yourself. Maybe sometimes you read about Saul and his jealousy and his insecurity when he was trying to kill David, and maybe you relate to that. Or is that just me? Got quiet in <laughs> calling it out, <laughs> right? When you see someone else that just constantly is succeeding or it feels like they're going to take something from you. And the thing that I loved, um, that's a side note that I just thought of, but I loved Pastor Leanne's message at Cherish Night because she was just talking about how we need to celebrate with each other when we're winning because just because someone else gets something, that doesn't mean you can't get it. It actually should be, it should embrace your faith that you can also do that. So that's just for free. If you weren't here, Cherish Night, you, you deserve some of that gold that was dropped on us. Um, but, you know, maybe in the Bible you, you relate to David, who's walking into what looks like an impossible situation, but you're able to rise up because you've read that story in the Bible and have faith and slay a giant. Or maybe you're feeling today a little bit more like Peter when he denied Jesus. And it's so easy to be tough on Peter, right? But it was a scary situation, and sometimes we fall in those moments when fear comes up. But I love the story of Peter because then he rises in boldness when God fills him up. God did not say, oh, you denied me. I'm not going to use you. And so when you read the Bible, these kind of stories, they're meant to, first of all, give, give yourself some grace, right? If you're relating to someone in the Bible Look at David. He was not perfect, but yet God saw his heart. So you read the stories in the Bible, and you go, oh, my gosh, I relate to that, but they're still in the Bible. So maybe there's a shot for me, too, right? Maybe there's a shot for me, too. But also when you read the stories in the Bible, it should give you more faith. It should raise your faith. It should help you to, to relate because it's just people, just like us, doing amazing things for God because of God. And so the more you read your Bible, it just connects you with God and encourages you and uplifts you and challenges you. So get in the word. The other thing I was thinking about the word, the Bible, is that it helps us to not be driven by emotion. I have two girls, <laughs> two
two daughters. My poor husband has three emotional girls in his home. And as our old, <laughs> just give him a hug later, um, or a punch on the arm, something manly. Anyways, um, our oldest is almost in first grade. Lord help us. And she is a very emotional, dramatic girl. In fact, this morning, I was ruining her life because of the dress that I made her wear. And I was just thinking about, she was literally so happy, and the next minute, it was as if her life was over. And then on the way to school, I informed her she won't be eating the school lunch. It will be a lunch that we are sending with her. And she freaked out at me, and I just smiled and and said, you know, we'll talk about it later, and turned up the worship music. But (laughs) that's my parenting right there. Um, My front row's amening because they're my people down here. But sometimes kids just need to be quiet. Um, And I love them. But how many of us can actually relate to six-year-old Hannah, right? We're emotion-driven people. And it's so easy when something happens to get derailed by our, our emotions. I have been there many times. But the word helps ground us in truth. The word helps us to say, though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, I will fear no evil. Some people in here, you're going through some hard things. I know. They're not trivial things. I get it. But when we can stand on the word, it connects us to God. It gives us that relationship with him, and it helps grow our faith. So maybe you're here today, and you're thinking, okay, so I think I've cut myself off the vine, right? You're in a dry season. That's okay. God, you know the cool thing about God is that he can breathe life into dry bones. He did that for me about a year and a half ago. I was in a very, very, very dry place, and I've talked about it before. And I I kind of almost had given up on being used for God, honestly. And God was there the whole time, and he was chasing me down because he wanted a relationship with me. So he didn't give up on me, just like we don't give up on people that we love, right? You know, if you have someone that you love who's, who's far away right now from you, from God, you're not giving up on them because you love them. So why would God give up on you? So I just want to encourage you this morning that God can graft you back into the vine right now, this moment, give you that life source, and you're going to be refreshed. You're going to be ready to love again. You're going to be ready to trust again. And I really wanted to focus on this for a few minutes before I go into talking about relationships with others. Because I know from my experience that when you don't have this part right, you're going and you're trying to find things from other people that only God can fill. You're going and you're trying to find friendships, and you're wondering why. Why can't I just find the right person? Why can't, and I... Vince could just tell you testimony after testimony of me crying to him, see, emotion-driven, whining to him, why can't I find just my girls? Why can't I find my people? Like, why do I always lose my friends? And it was because I was unplugged from the vine. I had cut the vine off, and I wasn't praying. My prayer life was super sad, just to be honest with you. And we were in ministry, but I just wasn't, was doing God's work, but I wasn't connecting to him. So I want to encourage you, like, even if you're coming to church, but you're not connected to him. And so as we go into this next part and get back to what God said to Adam, 
I just want to encourage you this morning that if you have been feeling like, why can't I find connections with people? Like, I'm trying, but something's missing. It might be because you've cut off your connection with God. So you have to get that right first because it's not fair to people to put that on them, right? Because none of us are designed to fulfill certain things that only God can meet those needs, right? So I just picture it like this connection right here. So we have to get this right, and then we're ready to reach our hands out and do this thing better together with others. So let's get back, though, to what God said, right? Because he told Adam, he said, it's not good for you to be alone. So as great as you have, so maybe you have point number two down. You are reading your Bible. You're getting close to God. But if you don't ever open up this way, you're missing out on so many great things like fun dance parties at Cherish Night. We had so much fun. Awesome. So point number three is that God created us to be in relationship with each other. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through 40 says, it says, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself equally important that's a big deal because we just spent that amount of time talking about how important it is to be close to God but he's saying it's equally important for us to love each other what does that look like because we've heard that before I'm sure if you've been in church you've heard love your neighbor as yourself who's your neighbor and I think Jesus made it super clear with the story of the good Samaritan which we're not going to get into today that we are all each other's neighbors. Sorry to break it to you. The person that you might not like very much, they're your neighbor. The person that drives you crazy, they're your neighbor too. You probably drive somebody else crazy and you're still their neighbor. And so to love each other, it looks like showing people grace. What does that mean? It means see them for their best moments and forget their worst moments. Because that's what we would want someone else to do right? The people that know you the best have seen you at your worst. But because they love you, they are able to forget that. They're able to see you for your best. And this is something that I'm just continuing to learn and to grow and just to be honest with you, develop in this. Because it's not easy. But that is what God has called us to do. And honestly, it's so much better to be in that anyways. When you give others grace, it frees you up. Pastor Leanne was talking about that too on Wednesday, and it's so true. You're a lot less bitter. You're a lot less angry. You're a lot less just, ugh. I was watching the Emojis movie with my daughters. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but the, the main character is supposed to be, ma. But he can't because he has all these other emotions. But it's so easy to just like walk around being, ma, when you're not connected, right? Stop taking life so seriously. Yes, I got a few amens up here. On Wednesday night at Cherish Night, we danced, I know, at a church event. And it was so much fun. Yes, we had the greatest time. People were laughing. People were dancing. <laughs> um, and it was really fun. And the thing that I loved about it was that there was literally every type of woman that was there. We had teenagers, shout out to the awesome teenagers. We had just all different kinds of personalities. And my friend uh, was here from South Campus, Katie, and she mentioned it. 
So it's not normal. Like every other campus has a little bit more of their own like distinct personality. Our campus, I think, is going to be known for our, our eclectic diversity and that we are just awesome. <laughs> but I just, it makes me so happy because everyone should feel loved and like you belong. No one should feel like you have to be fit into some sort of mold, right? So that's what we're talking about here when we say that we're meant to be in relationship with, with each other. We're talking about fun, life-giving relationships where people encourage each other. People go to each other's crazy races, right, John Panister? <laughs> that's, so, that's a good example of a friendship right there. Uh, be intentional with who's in your world. The, we're getting to the part about how to do this thing right because Whoever, you, we're always being discipled, you just might not realize it. You're always being influenced, you just might not be being influenced by the right people. If you constantly feel negative and just down, take a look around. Who are you hanging out with? And maybe find some new friends, right? Or maybe you need to stop it <laughs> and, and reset your mind, but sometimes it truly is who you're hanging out with. Be intentional. Find people that when you're down, they'll sit and they'll hold you and they'll cry with you, but then they'll lift you up and they will encourage you and they'll remind you that God is good and faithful and they'll remind you that it's going to be a better day tomorrow. Find people that will call you out on your things. I know. <laughs> Two people again. We're excited about that one. <laughs> Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Yeah, I went there. Yep. Everyone likes to hear about getting encouraged, right? Everyone cheers the dance party. But then I bring out the iron sharpens iron verse, and it's like, I get it, right? I get it. Nobody likes that one. And I was actually talking with Vince about this yesterday, and he brought up a good point, that when you sharpen a knife, if you don't sharpen it the right way, it's not going to do the job, right? So it's really important that you're allowing the right people to sharpen you. Allow the right people. Who's the right, who are the right people? The people that love you. The people that you know have your back and are not going anywhere. They might point out something to you, and, and then they're going to stick it out with you. They're not, it's not someone that's coming in telling you, hey, you really need to stop wearing those short skirts up there, and then they walk away. <laughs> Just bringing attention to it. It's fine. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Again, my front row, I love you guys. They are coming to you, and they're saying, hey, I'm seeing something in your life. This, this skirt thing was just a funny joke. But they, they say, I'm seeing something in your life that is holding you back from what God wants to do. Let's talk about how we can get to a next place together. How can we help you get healing in that area? How can we help you stop gossiping? How can we help you get your finances in order? People that come to you when they see things, they don't talk about you behind your back. They come to you and they talk to you about the issue and then they help you grow. And maybe you're called to be that person for somebody else, but I think it's meant to be a two-way street. It's meant to be two people walking together, helping sharpen each other, grow together, lots of encouraging and a little bit of sharpening. Lots of encouraging and a little bit of sharpening, right? 
we were talking the other night with the wise Jason Porter, and he mentioned, we were talking about correction, and he said, I like to say direction. Give direction. And I love that because it's so good. We all need a little bit of direction, a little bit of recorrecting sometimes, right? And honestly, a lot of this is still something I'm learning about for the first time. Before joining C3, and this is why I love our lead pastors, Pastor Jurgen and Leanne, have created such a healthy environment of this. The first time that they had to correct Vince and I was a year ago when we first became part of C3, and it was just something little. Honestly, it was not a big deal. But because I had been in, before even moving out to Utah, I had worked for an organization that was built on very unhealthy correction, just to be honest with you, and looking back, I realized that it had really jacked me up as far as hearing correction. Anytime I heard correction, I thought it was over, that I was like getting fired, that I was that it was done. And so they corrected us, and I was a mess. I was like, oh no, we messed up, we're out. This is it, we barely just got, like it sounds ridiculous. I'm just being honest, because I think we all have these emotional moments where the enemy just like spins our head out of control, and no, they reached out to us and they were like, no, we love you guys. We're just helping you learn. And I just looked at it and I was like, what? Oh, okay, cool. Well, we won't do that again. Awesome. And it's such a beautiful picture though, right? That if we know that's coming from our pastors all the way down, that if, you know, I have to say something to you or you say something to me, like we all can help grow together so that we can get to the next level. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to stay dull right? Because that's the thing. If you don't want to be sharpened, you're going to get dull. And God's not going to be able to use you. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Two. <laughs> awesome. So uh, let's see. I got a little bit off track here, but I think it's good. So if you have been like me, where you maybe were corrected in the wrong way, I want to encourage you to give it another shot. Allow people a place in your life to not correct but direct you and give you wise counsel again. Because if you think about it, if you go skiing or uh, we'll just use skiing as an example. So you go skiing and you just have this massive crash, right? You're going to go again. Maybe some of you wouldn't. <laughs> but for the most part, you would try it again, right? You would go again. And so I just want to encourage you this morning. Give it another shot. And some of you this morning... There might be another reason why you're not engaging in connection. You're not wanting relationship. And that might be that you've been hurt. You've been hurt. I have been there where I was very hurt by people. And so what did I do? I walked around with so many walls up, so many walls up that nobody could get in. So you put walls up to protect yourself, but then who can get in? Nobody. So you end up just hurting yourself and being very isolated. And so, like, if you, the thought of, like, going to Cherish Night or getting in a group just makes you want to throw up, maybe? <laughs> just getting it out there. Or it, make, it makes you just nervous. Or you're just like, I don't know. I'm good. I have my one person. Or I'm just going to, you know, chill with my family. I want to encourage you that you're missing out on so much. But, but I get it. Because the thing about fear is that fear creates an alternate reality. So you're viewing everything through a filter of fear. 
So I have a story to tell you that relates to this, and it's just please be kind to me because it's embarrassing. Um, so <laughs> I went on a hike that I was talking about where I didn't bring enough water, and the hike started out of a place where I did not plan to go on this hike. So I'm not a huge planner in my personality, if you don't know that, that's true. Um, but the night before the hike, I was like, Vince looked over. He's like, hey, what are we doing tomorrow? I don't think anything. And I was like, well, maybe I'm going to go on a little hike. He's like, you should hike Mount Olympus. If you don't know, it's a pretty rigorous hike. And he told me that it wasn't that bad. So he is not even here right now. But he sent me out on this hike. And he was like, if you just, you know, start early and you'll be fine. You'll miss the, sun, the heat. And I was like, okay, I can do this. But he had told me that he had ran into a rattlesnake on this hike. Now, I do not like snakes, okay? Especially not poisonous snakes. No. And so that whole night, I literally had nightmare after nightmare of snakes just waking up. I was like, I'm not doing this hike. Why does Vince hate me? I'm not doing this hike, right? But then, if you know my personality at all, and he uses it to manipulate me. Oh, there he is. Um, he basically, he was like, I mean, I guess you can't do it then, huh? And so, of course, I woke up the next morning. I'm like, I'm doing this hike. I will show him that I can do it. And I knew that he was using it, but I just still had to show him. Anyways, so I, I get there for the hike, and all I'm thinking about is snakes, 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 snakes. So I'm hiking. I'm like, snake, you're not going to see a snake. I'm like, worship music, worship music. I'm like, okay, there's not going to be a snake. It's fine. No snakes. I round the corner, and across the path is what looked like this massive snake. I am that girl. I turned around, and I'm screaming, ah, like running down this trail. Call Vince, go, do you hate me? <laughs> I think you severely misunderestimated my fear of snakes. I am not doing this hike. Why do you hate your wife? Crying. I was, it, I'm very dramatic. I guess that's where Hannah gets it from. Anyways. <laughs> So, what does my loving husband say to me in this moment? He says, are you going to let Mount Olympus beat you? I'm like, what? He's like, go turn around. That snake's probably gone. Like, you've got it. That's it. No sympathy. Really, nothing at all. So, I see this girl coming up. And I was like, oh, I can, I was like, I can follow her slash hide behind this girl and her dog. I, I, you know, let's do this. So I told her about the snake and everyone else coming down the trail. Like, did you see that snake up there? No one had saw the snake. They're like, um, no, maybe you scared it away. I'm like, okay, cool. We round the corner and there is the snake and nobody saw it. And I was like freaking out. And the girl was like, where is it? I freaked her out. And all of a sudden she's like, are you talking about the bandana? And I was like, um, y yes, that is what I was referring to. Um, I, uh, mm -hmm. And this girl was the sweet, I think she was an angel, because she was like, you know what, because you were thinking snakes, I could see why you would have saw that. She was amazing. Um, unlike Vince, who just laughed at me so hard <laughs> when he heard that story. So, I, yes, he is super loving. Anyways, but... How crazy the fear, because literally in my mind, as soon as I realized it was a bandana, I looked at it and it looked totally different. My fear had created a snake out of a bandana. Sketch like the story because he also did that hike, and it's a crazy hike. Anyways, even after all that, it was still a crazy hike. So anyways, 
don't let yourself see snakes where there's a bandana. Don't see life through this filter of fear when God is actually trying to send you a friend. And instead, all you do is judge them. I've been there, trust me. And then those end up being some of my greatest friends. I didn't mean to look at you like that. <laughs> that was not, an, I love you. That was not, an, but it's so easy, whatever it is for you, whatever you've been through. God wants to take that filter of fear off. Because so many times we're walking around and we, we enter a group and all we see are snakes. All we see are our fears. And we never actually let anybody in because we have too many walls up. We've already decided that this person is this, this person is this, this person is this. When in fact those people are all beautiful people that probably also have walls up and they have their fear goggles on too. So they're judging you while you're judging them. And no, and the enemy is winning. The enemy knows that there's so much power in community. What I loved so much on Wednesday night was looking out at a sea of women who were loving each other, welcoming in. I had a friend that came who has never been to our church or any Christian church. She was welcomed in as one of the family was dancing. we It's a new day. It's a new day. You don't have to have your walls up anymore. You don't have to worry that you're going to get judged. Come as you are. Put your arms out. Connect with somebody. Get in a group. The cool thing about connect groups is that you have a leader in that group who is there to help grow you. You have a leader in the group that is there to pray with you. It's such a good start. It's such a safe place. It's such a great way to start to love again. <laughs> it's a great way to just give it a shot. And if you're here today, and maybe you don't know, you haven't really had that original relationship with God that I was talking about, my fourth and final point is actually that God desires a relationship with you so much that he sacrificed his son for you on the cross. God loves you so much that he sent his son to come down and die on the cross to be the ultimate sacrifice. And you know why? Because he, that tore the veil. See, when I was Catholic... I had to go talk to the priest and then say some prayers. But that's not what God intends. And he sent his son so that all of that didn't have to exist. That we can just, I can wake up in the morning and talk to God. A few weeks ago, we were in a living room at prayer. And God's presence met us so heavy there. God wants to meet you this morning. If you are here and you have never accepted the free gift of salvation, today can be that moment for you. Jesus desires a relationship with you. He wants to graft you into that life-giving vine. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, just take a minute with God this morning. And I want to encourage you that life does not have to be so hard. God wants to love you. He wants you to feel his grace. He wants to take away the weight of your sin this morning. He wants to have a relationship where you can just talk with him. 
And so if you're here this morning and you say, yes, I want that, I just want to go ahead and, and, me, and with that too, if you're someone that you've said that before, but you just haven't been, you've pushed God way away and you've been running from him for so long, but you want to say today, I want to rededicate to you, God. I want to regraft in with everybody's eyes closed, just talking between you and God. I just want you to go ahead and raise your hand. This is just a moment between you and God. Say, God, I want you in my life. I see your hand. Thank you. God wants you to know that he loves you. Let's say a prayer together this morning. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. God, thank you that your grace covers all. Come into my life. Renew me. Make me new. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give them all a hand. That's amazing. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, team, and what we do at C3 Salt Lake City, go to C3SaltLakeCity.com.